Get your tickets now for Emma's Footprints 8th Annual Winter Gala happening on Saturday, March 4th at the Ambassador Center. This is a fun night out. Gather your friends, get dressed up, put your dancing shoes on, and come support Emma's Footprints. Tickets are now on sale. Head to our website at www.emmasfootprints.com to grab yours. Doors open at 5 p.m. We hope to see you on March 4th. listening to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Each week we will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. Be prepared for tears and laughter as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable, so get your boots on. It's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother. I am Tracy, Emma's mom. And I am Julie, Gus's mom. And on the phone we have Leslie. Hey, Leslie. Hi, I'm Leslie. I'm Josie's mom. Uh, Hi, Josie's mama. Where are you calling us from? Uh, Currently, I'm in like Florence, Kentucky, which is outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, But I just moved back here. This is where my family's from. And when all this happened, I was in um, Columbia, South Carolina. Mm. And I've chatted with you on the phone or email. I forget how we've chatted before, but um, our co-founder, Kristen, lives in Fort Thomas. Oh. Is yeah. that like, could you walk there in like two minutes? <laughs> She's like, well, no, not Probably really. like drive in 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, but same thing. But <laughs> close, yeah. <laughs> same thing. I think I've threatened to have Kristen knock on your door Aww. before. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be really probably. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. We'll make that, we'll make that happen. Um, so... We, how did you hear of Emma's Footprints? Um, I don't really know. So I actually found y'all's podcast first, which I think was just like in, you know, early grief, just like Googling, you know, podcasts about pregnancy loss um, and found the podcast. And it, I think even took me a while to even figure out like the podcast was connected to an organization because I would just like listen to random episodes. Um, <laughs> we should probably say that more. And, <laughs> we are Emma's Footprints. <laughs> I think I would pick ones that were like related to the week that I had lost um, Josie at. And so I was just like bumping around and popping around. And then I think I listened to enough that I figured it out and like Googled what was Emma's. And then um, actually Tracy, you and I talked because I joined a support group in July. No one else joined it virtually. That's right. It was just just you and I. I think I was sitting in my car. (laughs) Yeah. You had like a summer party that day or something. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yep. Sorry. I, sometimes I talk to a lot of moms. I'm like, I know I talked to you because we chatted about that, but where was I? It's coming back to me now. That yeah. is right. And here we are again. I know. Here we are. Look at that. So, okay. For our listeners, where you grew up in Columbia. No, sorry. I grew up in like in Cincinnati outside of in the oh, Kentucky okay. area. So, um, and I lived here pretty much my whole life. And then I guess like six years ago, my husband and I were like, let's just move to someplace warm for a little bit and try something new. So we just randomly ended up in South Carolina. You don't have much of a Southern drawl. No. No, no that's why no. they're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we I don't know, is that in. like everybody that lives in the South <laughs> has like a twang yeah. or just yeah. certain people? <clears throat> yeah. Just, where- yeah, we're, Cincinnati's um, much more Midwest. It's like really similar to Pittsburgh, actually. So it's, you just kind of have like a northern accent, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, so did did work take you guys there, or did you just literally pick a place and land there? Pretty much just picked a place. Wow. I was finishing grad school, and I actually went to grad school in St. Louis, and then we're just like, oh, let's move somewhere. Sometimes like, I'm south. like super jealous that people have that trait, and then like they right. can just do that because like yeah. I want to do that, but my brain put won't their finger let me on a map. <laughs> you know, it's easier when you're like 24. Than I know, but like you get older. No, Julie but never. Seriously, could do I could never do it. We, my husband and I, talked about it for years, like even when we were dating, doing it, and we never did it. Just couldn't do it. So. I admire you. That's we'll just cool. live through Leslie. <laughs> yeah. Her adventurousness. So where did you meet your husband? Um, just at like a bar through mutual friends. They were all hanging out at the same place and I showed up and he showed up and that was that. That is not how people meet anymore these no, days. No, they don't. I know. <laughs> so that was in uh, November 2014. So I guess like eight years ago. Yeah. And when did you get married? Um. So we were supposed to get married in May 2020. Um, Seems to be a reoccurring Mexico, theme so here. That did not happen <laughs> with all these podcasts lately. How many weddings did COVID ruin? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So um, since it was supposed to be a destination wedding, we had like no plan B. We couldn't just like reschedule it. So we just canceled it and had like no plan at all. And then um, randomly decided to get married in July of 2020 at a park with just like 50 people and planned it all in like three weeks. So. It was a little crazy, but it worked right. out. <laughs> so you said that was July. I'm sorry. Is that what you said? Yeah, July, July of 2020. 2020. And did you guys, yeah. had you had you been talking about starting your family, or was that not really a conversation you had at this point? Yeah, well, we always knew we wanted to have kids. Like, I think probably from, like, one of our first dates, that was never really a question that, like, either of us wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we got married, we were, I guess, like, 29 and we had both just been like, well, we are about 30-ish. So we knew that for, like, the first year we weren't going to, like, actively try or anything. Um, but then we turned 30, I think, in, like, spring of 20. Gosh, what year is it? We're in 2023, <laughs> 2023. <laughs> like, spring of 2021. So we're like, okay, now, like, you know, we'll start to think about trying. So we started trying, like, late fall that year, I guess. And what's your husband's name? Nick. Nick. So when you made the decision to start trying, was that easier than you thought? Yeah. So uh, we actually got pregnant like right away, probably like our second month trying. And I think when we first started trying, I was like, oh, it's fine if it takes a while. And then after like one month of not getting pregnant, yeah. I was like, why is this taking so yeah. long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, we're, we're lucky that we got pregnant pretty quickly. So it so worked out. When did you find out you were pregnant? Um, like, I don't know, sometime maybe like November 10th ish of 2021. So you weren't really surprised since you were trying, right? Um, or or maybe, maybe (laughs) you should have given up all hope. Yeah. um, Like irregular period. So I actually had taken a pregnancy test like in October, like four weeks after my last period and it was negative. And then Hadn't had another period, but had had like a little bit of bleeding. So I was just like, screw this. My body is all messed up and I'm never Mm going to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, And then actually thought I had COVID because I had been around people and I just like felt really tired and stuff. And then my husband was like, why don't you just take a pregnancy test? And I was like, I mean, fine, I guess. And there we go. (laughs) Wow. Was he in the bathroom with you? Like where was was he right outside the door? I think I like... (laughs) forced him to wait outside for a second but then I like <laughs> took it put it down and then like ran out of the room and then we both walked in together 
Oh, I love those moments. Hearing those yeah. special mm-hmm. moments. People don't really, nobody, unless somebody asks yeah. you, you don't share you don't what share. that was, what mm-hmm. that moment was right. like. Yeah. So I think I was already like seven weeks pregnant at that time. And I like took it in the evening, which like they're always, I mean, I didn't know that you're supposed to do it like first thing in the morning, but I was <laughs> far enough alone that it, yeah. it worked. It was positive. Yeah. Yeah. So um, did you tell your family right away and excitement and all that? Um, pretty much we were in, so it was like maybe like a week or two before Thanksgiving. Um, so we were, we knew we were coming back like home. So we wanted to tell them in person. So, um, my husband's family was actually going on a trip for Thanksgiving. So we told them on the trip. And then right when we got back, we told my parents. Aww. So, cause so that everybody was like together and in person, but yeah, we, we didn't really keep it a secret from anybody once we like had told our, our immediate family. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's like how can you keep such a huge thing a secret? Right. But then there's people out there that do. Yeah. And for different God, reasons. Yeah. 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 Very reasons, but it's like almost like, it just needs to come yeah. out of you. Whoops. You know? Did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially with like close friends and family. I'm like, I don't know how people like, don't yeah. just like sport out the news. Right. So, um, how was the beginning of your, like your first trimester? Um, it was good. Um, I was a little nauseous and like sick, but not, you know, not, awful um I guess and you know it kind of cleared up by 10 11 weeks so um and I didn't really have any you know bad symptoms in like the second trimester I would get headaches and stuff here and there have like a little bit of like leg cramps but nothing like outrageous so it was pretty smooth sailing and then you had your 20 week ultrasound yes so I did that um so that would have been like February of 2022 um and everything was fine um we weren't going to find out the, the gender of the baby. So we had told her like, you know, we don't want to know. So we had to keep like turning our heads during the ultrasound and stuff like that. And, um, but everything was fine. I mean, I even asked the ultrasound tech, we were like, I mean, does everything look okay? And she had said, you know, like, I can't really tell you, but if things were bad, you know, I'd be like running out of here to get a doctor or we'd like schedule follow-ups and stuff like that. So we were mm-hmm. like, okay, I mean, guess that means it's all good. Yeah. So, you were feeling um, good after that appointment. Yeah. Um, the only thing I found out I had at that appointment was an anterior placenta Mm -hmm. and I like, didn't know anything about that. And I hadn't felt movements yet. And I had Mm -hmm. like lots of friends that were pregnant at the exact same time. And they were all like, we do, we felt this, we did by like this week. And I was just like, okay, I don't, but like, it's fine. They told me I won't. So I didn't really think anything about the fact that I like wasn't. Um, so yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either because... I don't like anterior placentas. No, I know. <laughs> they should be like illegal. It really should. It really should. That's why I think about it. I had one with my last pregnancy and it's like, you kind of feel robbed. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's mm-hmm. bragging around you and you're just like, that's cool. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what that feels like, nor do I have the reassurance inside my brain because I can't feel anything. That's how we connect with yeah. our babies and our, we're getting bigger and yeah. we're, you know, changing and think mm-hmm. organs are moving in there and right. it's like, and we can't feel mm. our baby. Mm-hmm. And I would feel like <laughs> pressure, I guess, sometimes or like what yeah. felt like a little bit flutters. But I mean, even when I was like 23, 24, 25 weeks, I still wasn't, you know, that's all I would feel. And I'm just like, oh, I guess that's it. When I you know sit down, I feel pressure up here and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So oh, I'm sorry. That yeah, happened. that sucks. <laughs> I wonder how frequent that is. I mean, I had zero idea what that was when I was pregnant. I, I did not have an anterior placenta in my, any of my four pregnancies, but I didn't know what that was. So I, I hear that in other thing, probably. No, yeah. yeah. I didn't know anybody that had had it, mostly because I Yeah, I mean, talk. I did some Google search at the time, and I feel like they're like, 
not that uncommon. Like right. I think it's bad if it's, um, I guess like low, whatever mm-hmm. they call that when it's like blocking your, you know, Cervix. pelvis and stuff, yep. but yeah. Um, so I knew that was bad. So I was just like, okay, but it seems like it's kind of not like a 50, 50 chance, but um, I think it's probably common. more common than yeah. we think. I hear it a lot. Yeah. When we talk yeah. to moms yeah. about their stories. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll dive into your story. Emma's Footprints 8th Annual Winter Gala is taking place on Saturday, March 4th at the Ambassador Center, and we want to thank our platinum sponsors, Accudine Products, Custom Cycle Hydrographics, and Erie's number one hit music station, Star 104. Thank you for your continued support and allowing Emma's to say yes to every family who needs our services. Okay, we're back. So everything was going kind of great, minus the anterior placenta. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Tell us about the the morning that things weren't so great. Yeah. So um, I guess it was kind of like a a series of mornings. Um, so I had gone in for my twenty four week appointment and did like the glucose test. Everything was fine. Um, like you know, all, all was well. There was a heartbeat and stuff. And then. Um, I actually, like I told you guys earlier, I had announced it to like family and friends and like would tell people in passing, but hadn't made like a social media post. So I like did that when I was like, like on like the Monday before I found anything was wrong. So just like two days, you know, I waited till like 25 weeks and five days to tell anybody. And then, you know, so kind of makes me like, yeah, question that whole, like, wait till 12 weeks. I'm like, I waited till 26 weeks and, you know, so, um, but like, Probably at, it was like I went to my 24-week appointment on a Wednesday. Everything was fine. Then the next Wednesday, so like right when I was 25 weeks, um, my vision got a little blurry, but just for like a minute. And then it like went away. Um, and so I was like kind of Googling, like, is this normal? And it was like, yeah, sometimes it's like preeclampsia, but like usually it's, you know, when there's like flashes of light and it's probably fine, like, you know. If it, it could be dying or it could be fine. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's common. <laughs> but yeah. it happened when I was like really busy at work and um, I had been like looking at a computer a lot. So I think I just thought, well, like maybe the, you know, the light of the screen kind of just yeah. like made my eyes feel a little funny. So I kind of just like brushed it off and didn't think about it. And then it happened, I guess, like the Tuesday then after that. So like another week later. Um, and this was right when I was 26 weeks in. Um, it happened again and it like was a little bit longer though. It kind of like lingered, I think maybe for like 15 minutes, um, to the point where I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't like walk. Like it's kind of blurry enough that like, I need to just like sit still. Um, that's scary. Yeah. So I was like texting, you know, like my mom and my husband and people being like, is this, is this normal? What should I do? Like, um, and I ended up calling the doctor, but I think I didn't call to like, I think it happened, you know, in early afternoon. And by the time I called at like three, I had to leave a message and then they didn't call me back till the next morning. Um, so I'm like, again, at home, like Googling what's wrong. And it's like, it could be like, if it's preeclampsia, you probably have like high blood pressure. So I'm like, my husband went out and bought like a blood pressure cuff and I'm like taking my blood pressure. I'm like, well, my blood pressure is not high. So like, it's probably just a fluke. Like, you know, probably doesn't like mean anything. Um, so then on Wednesday morning, the doctor called, the nurse called back and, um, I told her about it and I said, but you know, like right before I got pregnant, I had like LASIK surgery. Um, so I said, I don't know if like, if that, if it can happen with that. And she said, we'll call the eye doctor. And if they say 
that's not like a that's not normal then you should go into the to the um you know hospital i guess like what's like the labor and delivery yeah, triage, like triage. Of the hospital. Mm-hmm. yeah so i called the eye doctor and got a hold of them right away and um the lady i talked to was actually like oh no it's not normal from surgery but when i was pregnant that happened to me all the time so like just don't worry about it and i was like wait uh, okay <laughs> that was the vision person yeah mm. and so i called the the ob back and i was like hey yeah like they said it's not normal from surgery but like she says it does happen to like people when they're pregnant and she's like the ob was like okay maybe but like i still think you should go in and get checked just to like you know rule everything out and make sure you're good so i was good. like okay good advice um yeah so i was like like in my head i was like oh this is fine like nothing's wrong like mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm like this is kind of exciting i'm gonna like go get to see the baby again like you know i was like not nervous at all um I even called my husband and he's not supposed to like have his phone on him at work, but he like had it with him this day. Cause he knew I was like calling the doctor and um, I was like, I'm going to the hospital, but like, it's fine. You don't have to come. I only worked like one, like not even a half mile from the hospital. It was like literally across the street. So um, it's like, I'll just go. And then I'll like keep you updated. Like, I'm sure everything's fine. Like send you some pictures later. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I went over there and like went right up to labor and delivery triage. They got me checked in. Um, she was asking me questions like about my blood pressure and stuff and did all that. And it was like, everything was fine. Um, the, I was still like very naive. Like I had like, no, like, I think the nurse, I guess it was a nurse with me at first probably knew really early on that there was like no heartbeat or anything. And I was just like, I don't want to know the gender. Don't tell me like when you bring up the screen, like I'm going to turn my head and was Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know. What made you think that? What made you think she knew? I think just like looking back, cause she, um, she was trying to find the heartbeat and couldn't. And she, I, well, I guess she couldn't. Mm. And she said like, um, where do you normally feel the baby move at? And I said, actually, I don't. Cause I have an anterior placenta. And she said, well, like, did you, have you felt her or it at the time? Or like, when was the last time? And I was like, Oh no, like, I don't know. Like I, I never do. Um, and then I could hear a heartbeat, but I found out like afterwards I said something and she's like, no, that's your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and she was texting and like, which I think she was probably texting somebody like, Hey, we need this. And then she got on the phone and said like, Hey, Hey, can we get like the ultrasound machine? Because I can't, um, I'm having trouble finding the heartbeat or something like that. But she was like very upbeat when she said it and didn't sound concerned at all. Um, so then they brought in another, I guess, just like the ultrasound tech on that floor. Um, and she looked around for a while. And again, I was like, I don't want to know the gender, like tell me when to look away. And, um, they kind of had the screen blocked, so I couldn't see, but I didn't really think anything of it. And then she said, okay, I'll be right back. Um, and she just like walked out and immediately walked back in with the doctor. Like this Mm -hmm. was all in triage. So I was just like in a, like behind a curtain with like, you know, 10 other people also behind curtains. So it was all like really close. Um, and yeah, so I was just laying there and she had the screen blocked. And then that's when the doctor, I think the doctor was probably only in there for like a second. Like, so I think that's how they must've already like known. And talked about it when they were like outside of the curtain. Um, Cause I don't think the doctor would have been able to like walk in that quickly and just like tell me unless she had, you know, inside knowledge right, already. Right. Um, so yeah, she just put her hand on my leg and like looked over at me and was like, I, I mean, I guess she said, I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. I don't know exactly what she said. Um, I think I kind of like zoned everything out. And I just remember saying like, can I call my husband? Mm-hmm. 
called him and was like crying on the phone already. I think all I said to him was like, you need to get here now. Or like, can you come or, you know, something like that. And then, um, the, the original nurse lady, she was very sweet, but she was like, can we, you know, do, do you want to go to like a private room? Cause I was still, you know, just behind a curtain. And there was like a baby that had just been born, like in the triage, like oh, right gosh. across from me. Wow. Um, yeah. So they took me down to like the, the, you know, like the corner room, like a big spacious room, like completely out of the way of everything. Um, so that was good. And then I, they kind of just like left me in there. Like she was like, do you need anything? You know, like I think she got me water and stuff, but I think I had just said like, oh, I want to wait for my husband. Cause she was like, we can talk about your options. We can talk about, and like, I didn't know what any of that meant. And like, didn't want to hear anything until he got there. Um, it probably took him like a half hour to get there. So I kind of just like sat there by myself. Oh, gosh. Um, I ended up calling my mom. I wasn't going to, I want, I felt like I should tell my husband first, but I sat there for like 10 minutes and was like, I can't just sit here. Like, yeah. Um, so I did call my mom when I was in there and then, um, you know, my husband got there and doctors came in and, you know, we called other people and yeah, I guess I should take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Absolutely. a lot. And just reliving those moments mm -hmm. and remembering that that was you in that bed mm -hmm. and those things happened to you. And sometimes that takes my breath away. Yeah. It's like. The, like I can, I feel like I can like look back at it and see it like a movie, like yeah. just like see myself there, but it doesn't always feel like me that was there either. Yeah. And it's so fast moving, but yet it's so slow. slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then the, I think once my husband got there, we did ask if um, we could see it for ourselves. Like we were like, you know, like, are you sure? Like, cause I, I didn't see the ultrasound or like mm. anything when, when I had been in the, the triage room. So I just said like, can we see it? Can we like make sure? Like, I mean, I assume you're not going to tell me this if you know, you weren't sure, but like we wanted to see for ourselves. So, um, yeah, they did bring in the machine and then, um, we asked if we could find out the gender then, mm. um, we had, we just like, I just felt like I didn't want that to also be a surprise then too. Mm -hmm. Um, but they actually weren't able to see it because I guess she was turned and had her like back to the, you know, the back to the screen. Um, they were able, we, I guess this will come later, but they were able to get it for us the next day. Like at so the, the doctor went back and looked through like all the old ultrasound pictures from my 20 week scan and was able to tell in one of the photos. So um, they were able to let us know, but mm. yeah, we looked through all that and then um, found out that she had, probably stopped going around like 24 weeks mm. um i like i said because i didn't feel movement i don't know like when exactly mm. like i had gone to my 24-week appointment um and had always been measuring like right at you know when i went to my 20-week scan i was like right at 20 weeks when i was at right. 24 weeks right at 24 weeks so um but she was measuring right at 24 weeks so i don't know if it happened like the next day after my mm. appointment or you know a couple of days later she just maybe hadn't been growing a whole lot the last you know week or two mm. Um, so yeah, they, at first she told us we'd have to deliver, um, because of the size and stuff, you know, like had to do a, a vaginal delivery that they like wouldn't do a C-section, um, for something like this. Cause it wasn't like, you know, a, a life threatening thing for me or the baby at that point. Um, but then the nurse came back or the doctor came back in and said, actually, you guys could do a DNC, um, I guess because of the size that, that she had consulted and that some of the other doctors thought that was okay. But we decided not like we just said, you know, we want to be able to hold her and, you know, we, I, I, we didn't really know, like they didn't really 
tell us anything. <laughs> they they kind of scared us. I think they said a lot of stuff like, you know, because she has only 24 weeks, we don't know like what she'll look like. She might have like deteriorated some, like, mm. you know, and then they said, if, but if we do surgery, you know, to remove her that way, you probably, you know, we you might not be able to get hold her at all or have any pieces of her. So, right. um, we opted for delivery, but opted to do it like two days later. So that was a Wednesday. Um, and like all of our family was, you know, in the Kentucky area, which is like an eight hour drive. Um, and we knew that like our parents would be able to come down. So we opted to, I guess the, that Thursday morning I went to the doctor and they gave me whatever medicine to like start softening my cervix. Mm. Um, and then Friday morning we were induced like once my parents and my husband's mom got there. So, so you were in the hospital the whole time or were you home? No, we went home. Okay. Um, I think that afternoon, that Wednesday, I think I probably got there at like 10 in the morning and we left maybe at like 3 p.m. Um, and just went home. I don't really know what we did. And then mm-hmm. on Thursday morning, we had to go back to the doctor, like first thing in the morning to take the medicine. Um, that was pretty awful, too. I don't know if it's like, like this in every state, but it's like the same medicine that they use to start an abortion. So I had to like sign paperwork that I was like, okay with that. And like, they had to watch me physically take the medicine like in person. Oh, wow. Um, it was a, yeah. a pill. Yeah. It was huh. just to like start softening my cervix, I guess. And then the next on when I was actually induced, you know, they put, they gave me all kinds of other pills, I guess. Hmm. I feel like so. with me, they like inserted and I was like, what is it like? Yeah. Cervidil or something. Yeah. And they, like, yeah. I think that that's what in... they did the, the next day, yeah. like when I was actually induced. So I'm not really sure. They, I remember her saying something about she couldn't give me Pitocin yet because I didn't have like Pitocin receptors because I wasn't far enough along. Huh. Um, so it was like some other kind of medicine, but I don't know. I, I feel like really, I think start. I kind of tuned all that out. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. For sure. Interesting. Yeah. So when was this, did you say? So this was, so she was, um, I delivered her on Friday, uh, March 25th at 2.22 PM. Um, they told me like I was induced that morning at like 6 AM is when we checked into the hospital and the doctor had told me it would take like 24 to 48 hours. So I thought I'd be there till like Sunday or Monday. Um, but no, it's just eight hours and they actually let me leave that night. Um, that was my decision. Like they said, like, if you want to stay, you can, um, but if you like, if you want to go home, like your, your bleeding, you know, has subsided enough that like, we're not concerned about that stuff where, you know, just watch out for these things. So, um, I think we like were discharged by like 8 PM. So I was only there for, I don't know, 14 hours or something. Yeah. When did you name so, her? Did you name her before you delivered? Um, just like the day before. So, um, when we went to the doctor that Thursday morning to get the, that, whatever medicine they gave me to start softening my cervix. Um, that's when the doctor was able to look through the ultrasound pictures and tell it was a girl. Um, so we had thought about names before, but hadn't really like gotten that far yet. Right. Um, and we, like I said, we didn't know if it'd be a, a girl or a boy. So we had had like two girl names we had thought about and like no boy names that we agreed on. So, um, we went with Josephine Camille and then, um, Josephine was just the name we liked. I don't know if it really had any special meaning at the time. Um, and then Camille was, is my husband's grandma's middle name. So we had liked that name. So we went with that. That's beautiful. So usually I call her Josie. I always like names that you can like shorten. Uh I like, like my husband's name is Nicholas. So like you can call him like Nick or Nicholas. Uh So Mm -hmm. I was trying to find names like that. 
Who was at the hospital when you delivered Jos- Josie? Um, so at the, when we actually delivered her, it was just my husband and I, um, I just lived like five minutes from the hospital oh. is that, um, and my, my mom and my dad and my husband's mom had come that morning, but they were just like, you know, we'll let you be. This is going to take like, you know, 24 to 48 hours. We thought, so right. like, we'll just come back every now and then. Like they didn't want to like, yeah, I guess like be in our space the whole time. Um, with all the medicine they gave me, I was feeling like pretty crummy <laughs> And the um, epidural only worked on, like, one side uh, of my body, I guess. So I had, like, rough. really sharp pains on the other side. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I said this. This was our first pregnancy. So, like, I had no idea, like, what to expect or, like, you know, what being in labor was like or anything right. like that. But, um, yeah, I was actually, like, I had, like, the chills the whole time from the medicine and was, like, vomiting and stuff. So um, I think I was just pretty miserable. And I think they maybe kind of felt like, well, we don't, we don't want to like, you know, yeah. we don't want you to feel like you have to talk to us and right. like entertain us while we're here too. So, um, they all left and then my husband called them right after we delivered her and they came back up. Um, I, I wish I would have like known about like Emma's or something beforehand. They did offer to like take pictures. Um, and we had said no, like to have, um, now I lay me down to sleep come, but we had said no because, but I think that was mostly because the nurses had scared us that first day saying like, mm-hmm. she might be really bad shape because, you know, it has been two weeks and we don't know what she'll look like. Or so right. I, was like, I don't know that I want pictures. Um, the hospital, the, the nurses that delivered her ended up taking a couple, um, to just, she was like, I'll send these to you. So you have them on your phone just in case you ever want to like, look at them. So we did end up getting a, a couple oh. photos of her, but, um, kind of like spur of the moment, but, um, yeah, so we delivered at 2.22, and then they, I don't think they brought her back in the room till like, 4.30, though, so I, I don't know what was happening for two hours, and I don't feel like I had the, the like, voice or wherewithal to, like, ask the nurses, like, what was taking so long, or um, when they said they were going to, like, clean her up, I thought, you know, it'd be, like, five minutes, and they would bring her right back, so right. we all kind of just sat around for, like, two hours after I delivered, oh like, gosh. waiting. yeah. Yeah, so... That was kind of strange, and then um, I think we probably spent about an hour, maybe like an hour and a half with her, but um, I mean, in hindsight, I wish it would have been longer. I just don't think we really knew what to do. Like, after yeah. we all held her, it was kind of like, okay, like... Now what? Now what? Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, you know, I hear stories on the podcast or from other people that say, like, oh, we read a book or, you know, mm-hmm. listen to songs and stuff like that, and I feel like stuff like that would have been, like, really special, but we just didn't even, like, think to do anything like that. Yeah, and like here's the thing, you don't know don't what know. to do. Yeah. Like you it's not your job, you mm-hmm. specifically and or any last mom to know what to do mm-hmm. in those moments. It's right. everybody else's job around you from staffing of the medical field to know what to do. Yes. And we know here that there is gap. There's mm-hmm. a little gap that right there. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to work hard in educating medical professionals mm-hmm. on how to care for families because right here in this example you don't have that and maybe and this it's was something that you less wish than you a year had. ago this wasn't yeah. like oh this was 20 years ago and we yeah. didn't know right. much about this and like we like personally i think it's it's your it's their job to tell you about it and it's mm-hmm. your like however you respond to it whether you want it or don't want it that's on you that's a different story. but that th- but if you don't even know the idea exists right mm-hmm. or as an option right of course you're not going to come up with that right like, right. Even stuff like, um, like I 
they gave they so like I said they took pictures and they had like a little pink bear that they took pictures with. Um, so they gave us that bear, but they never like I had brought a swaddle and like I went out the day before and I was like I have to buy something like pink and girly. Like we did we had everything we had was gender neutral. Um, so when we went to the store to get like you know postpartum care stuff like pads and stuff mm-hmm. like that, we bought. Um, like a little lovey that was pink and then like a couple swaddles that just had like floral and polka dot patterns and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had told the nurse like, Hey, can we use this? And then she's like, yeah, sure. Like we'll go clean her up. And then she didn't bring her back in it. She just like brought her back in like one of those hospital blankets. And then she had on like a, I guess like some kind of doll's outfit or something. I mean, she was like a pound and a half, um, and like the little hospital hat. But then the, when they took her, they didn't give, they never put her in the swaddle we brought, but then they also didn't even give us the stuff that they used for her. Aww. Like, look, like when I left the hospital, I was like, why didn't, like, why didn't they give me that hat? Like, oh. I'm sure they're just going to like throw it away or something. But like, why didn't the, the nurses think to like offer that Packing stuff? A little so, bag. Oh man. Yeah. Cause they gave like a little, they gave us a little like, you know, memory box and it had her footprints and stuff in it. Um, and that was pretty much it in like a prayer card and stuff, but there was like none of the other stuff that she had used, which I kind of felt like was a little, like looking back, I was like, that's so weird. Uh, Yeah. I'm so sorry. And it's so like painful. Like, and it's because I have those, like I have the little, I have the little diaper they put Emma in. It might not be things you want, but. And I love that little diaper. It feels like a piece, you know. It's something that touched your baby. Right. Yeah, it's like with. there's yeah, and that's pretty much I guess the only stuff that ever did. And it's like mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I think it afterwards made us angry too to think like, well, what did they do? You know, yeah, did they just throw yep. it away? Was it like did we you... had her cremated? So like, was it cremated with her? Like, mm. I don't know. <sighs> Deep breath. So. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the hospital experience was not fun. But yeah, and like those thoughts, let's be honest, like consume a lost parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, spent a lot of time, like, being angry and grieving over, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is so valid. Hmm. So, So you left the hospital that day and went home, and and what did that look like, transitioning back home? Um, So, my, I think that, so that would have been a Friday night, and um, my sister actually, I think, flew in maybe that night. Maybe the next morning, she like we like I said, we had thought like, oh, 48 hours. So mm-hmm. I think she like worked still on Friday or had just the time of the flights or something. So she got there later. So um, I think the I guess the six of us or whatever, my my parents, my sister, and then my husband's mom and us just kind of like hung out for the weekend. I don't really know what we did. Um, I I don't really know what I did for the next like month. I guess mm-hmm. I was off work. I think I took like six weeks off work. Um, I could have taken longer if I wanted. It was, you know, just my own sick leave that I was using as like FMLA. So um, they didn't really care. But I think after a while, I was just a little bit eager to like have a little bit what felt like normalcy, I guess. Right. Um, once I went back, I did take kind of ease back into it. And I don't think I worked like a full week of work for like two months. Um, and then I took like her, like her, she was due in June, June 28th. So I took like that whole week off work and stuff. Um but yeah, I, I guess it was kind of just a blur. I think I have, like I said, I have two dogs. So I think I just like walked the dogs a lot and like went to therapy and listened to sad podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, I think my husband was maybe off for like, I think he took like a week off. Um, 
his work was, I mean, they were like the people he worked with were lovely, but just like the HR policies and stuff, they were like, well, I guess you can take like bereavement leave of three days. Mm-hmm. No, perfect. Yeah. Um, Great. That's yeah. So time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he ended up like going back to work after like a week and only went in for like two days and then just like took leave without pay the next week or something. Um, so yeah, but it was like Rocky. Um, we never found out why, like we ended up having all kinds of testing done on like both me and her. I went to like the eye doctor to see, like no one could tell me why that happened with my eyes. Um, I didn't have preeclampsia or anything. Do they, they think that like, it no. was linked? Like, cause you mentioned that it was, um, it happened a couple weeks before you found out and, and possibly Josie quit growing at 24 weeks. Do they think that it was linked to the, um, the, the I lot? think it was, but they never really like not my primary care doctor or the OB or like an eye doctor ever gave any kind of solid answer. They were all just kind of like, yeah, I think maybe your body just like knew something was off. Um, but how can they even figure that out one way or the other? Yeah. I don't think it like at the same time. There's no like magic button. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. So, um, yeah, but I mean, they couldn't figure out why anything happened. I mean, the placenta looked okay. All of that kind of stuff. I had had COVID. So I know they were like worried, but, I guess that affects the placenta and they were like, Oh, well the placenta's fine. And like your COVID wasn't like that bad of a case of COVID. Yeah. Um, so, so you, yeah, we didn't get any answers. You have her birthday coming up here shortly. Do you have anything mm-hmm. planned for her? Um, or for yourself? So I would like to have a party. So I <laughs> have been thinking about like themes or names or whatever. And I was like, well, her name's a J. So it could be like Josie's Jubilee. Oh um, after like the queen had her party last year. Oh my gosh, I love it. <gasps> we're, we're attending. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I would like to do something. I don't know what that will look like. Yeah. Um, my husband liked that. Um, the day in between when we found out like that day, we were just home for a day before we went back to the hospital. He was training for a half marathon, so he went out and just like ran 10 miles out of like grief and anger and stuff, so he was like, every day or every year on her birthday, I'm going to run 10 miles. Aww, so Nick. We'll see if he actually does that because he has not been training now. You know what, Nick? You better get your shoes on. <laughs> I know. So I Don't thought about maybe hydrate. just doing something at a park where, like, um, people could, like, run a lap or walk a lap. And, like, Aww. if you wanted to do however many to eventually get to 10 miles, like, you could. But yeah. um, So I'd like to do something at least with, like, our immediate families and stuff. We never had um, any kind of, like... Like, we got her cremated, and we just, like, went and picked up the ashes, and that was that. Um, we knew that we didn't want to bury her just because we weren't going to, like, live in South Carolina forever, mm-hmm. and we wanted to move back to this area. Um, so cremation just kind of seems like the easier idea, I guess, at the time. My mom, I think, was actually the one that just, like, called a bunch of funeral homes and found someone to do. Like, I had no part of that at all, so I don't really know what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, maybe doing something with that we still her just in the same box the funeral home gave us so just like a plain you know cardboard white cardboard box so Mm -hmm. um maybe getting something like an official urn for her like by her birthday and and kind of letting people honor and remember her together since we kind of didn't get to celebrate her before either yeah and that's like an incredibly hard process Mm -hmm. yeah it seems really heavy to like pick something i mean i know it doesn't have to be permanent you can always like change stuff like Mm -hmm. that but it just feels permanent. But your like, mind can't think that. Like, well, and yeah. your mind, like, let's be honest. It, I don't know how long it took me a long time, but I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to buy something to put him in. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to physically do it. And I think Emma was in her tin from the funeral home that's, for like seven or eight years. Yeah, so it's just like, I don't want to do that. Sure. Until Kristen I bought me a, a box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So my, my white cardboard box, Leslie, was a little beat up. It was a little beat up because yeah. I had traveled. traveled. <laughs> I took him everywhere with me. <laughs> So yeah, I know we but, took her to like the beach and we were yeah. supposed to go to the beach with my family. Like they, they planned it specifically like in South Carolina so that we, you know, could go to the beach with a newborn and do family vacation close, close to where we were living at the time. So she got yeah. to come there. My husband and I decided to go to Europe this past um, November, right when we moved, we we're like, we just need to get away for a little bit. And we never really got to take a honeymoon because of COVID. But I was like, I don't think we can take her to Europe because I don't want her to get like taken at right. like customs or something. <laughs> like, ma'am, you cannot take these. <laughs> she didn't go to Europe, but <laughs> she was uh, there in spirit. That's right. Oh, man. Well, I'm really glad you two did that. Yeah. So, did we learn that in therapy? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man. <sighs> I can't wait to meet you, Leslie. I can't wait to knock on I your know. front door. I can't wait for Leslie to get a Tracy hug. Wee. <laughs> they're pretty good. Are they good, hug. are they good hugs? She gives great Listen, hugs. Listen, I awkwardly hug you for a long time. <laughs> there may be tears. <laughs> Just when you think, this is awkward. I'm, I'm still there. <laughs> Perfect. Still there, yeah. It's a great way to describe it. Like, when is she letting go? She's not Okay. First, you're like, oh, this is nice. And then you're like, this is weird. It's weird. It's, now it's awkward. It's still going. She's it's still not going. going. <laughs> She's sad. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, um, it's a gift. I'm sorry. It's just, you know. It is. It is a gift. And then, uh, like we mentioned earlier, you found our podcasts. Mm-hmm. You hopped on our virtual support group. Um, yes. And you and I got to chit-chat um, and hang out. So you've utilized Emma. Yeah, I think Emma's. I've joined a couple, a couple support groups from since then. I went to the just like last week, and I think I missed a couple around the holidays. And sometimes I think one theme might have been something with like other family members at home or something. And I was like, I'm just going to skip that one today. Oh, yeah, you're in Europe, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, I've been to a handful of those. Um, that started actually because of. Um, therapy and I was talking to like my therapist just in, in South Carolina it was it was in person there and just said like you know I think I'd like to go to a support group but just like meet other people that have been through this you know like hear them on the podcast or like read mm-hmm. stories online but like haven't ever actually like met someone I don't think um at least not right since it had happened um and she had mentioned that there was a couple in town I said yeah but like Columbia South Carolina is like a pretty small town um so she, she was like uh, the, the ones that they had also were like it'd be like a pregnancy after a loss and a loss support group and like if you know they might combine them some months and stuff like that and I had like called one group and I, they never called me back and so I was kind of like ah, I think maybe virtual would just be like easier for me like it'd feel yeah, a little bit just less log off if, if you I need to like... <laughs> yeah and like yeah, not turn so. your screen on if you don't want to like right. do those things actually They're matter important. yeah, yeah. 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 So I was like, here I go. I'm going to make friends. And then I joined in. It was just me and Tracy. <laughs> it's just me. Awkward. <laughs> and Tracy's like, more people are joining, I swear. And then, like, no one else joined. So it's high. Just I'm my cover Tracy. up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for friends. So, I know. Y'all probably hear this all the time, too. But then, because I had, like, listened to your podcast so many times, I was like, I feel like I just, like, know her already. Though, yeah. So <laughs> it's just, that's just the way it is. That's right. I love yeah. that. I love that, though. Mm hmm. 
There's no other yeah. world that could happen. No. <laughs> I know. And then you were like, and my friend lives like right down the street. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, now this is weird. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> super weird. And to end the Zoom call, please. Thank you. But you keep coming yeah. back. <laughs> I know. I've been back. So. You keep. It's good. I feel like it's like set time every month just to like know that I can, you know, talk about my feelings and hear about other people's feelings and just like get good tools and resources and. And sometimes um, it's like designated time. Yeah. And sometimes it's just nice to like, if I'm being honest, like hear other people being sad too. So you really truly know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's other people that are going through the same yeah. thing or, you know, similar, but yeah. it makes a difference. We just yeah. did. Um, I think the podcast we just did, I think it aired last week, but mm-hmm. the mom had talked about, um, she had her last three months ago mm-hmm. and she was at a friend's house and didn't get to talk about her baby for like six hours. Yeah. And she was so emotionally exhausted when she got home. Right. And so we mm. just come, you know, talked about how important that is for a lost mom and dad. Right. You know, when, when you don't talk about your baby, mm-hmm. it's inside of us and it, we're holding it all in mm-hmm. and it's exhausting when we don't get that time mm-hmm. and that space mm-hmm. to talk about our baby, say their name to parent them. Mm-hmm. So I just made mm-hmm. me think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for being um, vulnerable, sharing Josie with us and, and your story. Um, we're so glad that you found our podcast yes. and um, and showed up on virtual. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we <laughs> joke, we joke, but like it takes it takes guts to sign up and press join. Yeah. So, Especially you're yeah. a couple states away from us. Yeah. You don't know us. Right. Yeah. yeah. So thank so. you. Remi- yeah, friendly, you guys are awesome. Friendly so. reminder, we got to take a selfie when I hug you and we'll send it to Julie <laughs> yes. and then she can post yeah. on the She sh- can put it on the Instagram. Yes. Here's Leslie. I'm like, Leslie, how awkward was it? <laughs> Tell me. On a scale of one to ten. How was the hug? Yeah. <laughs> Kristen Perfect. will be recording. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> me neither. Well, again, thank you. And thank you listeners for tuning in and stay tuned next week for another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother.